Hi, I'm Nicola Cairncross and you're listening to the Money Gym podcast, where I interview successful entrepreneurs and investors and ask them if they could go back in time and give their younger selves one big tip about money, what would it be? I really hope you enjoy the show. Daniel Priestley started out as an entrepreneur at age 21 and built a multi-million dollar event marketing and management business before the age of 25. A successful entrepreneur, international speaker and best-selling author many times over, Daniel has built and sold businesses in Australia, Singapore and the UK. He's the founder of Dent, which runs a nine-month growth accelerator program for small enterprises, working with 500-plus entrepreneurs each year to develop their business. And Daniel uses campaigns to help raise up, up to $100,000 for charity each year and is connected to some of the world's most known and celebrated entrepreneurs and leaders. With a passion for global small businesses, Daniel is the author of the three best-selling books, Key Person of Influence, Entrepreneur Revolution, and Oversubscribed. So what about your business money, Dan? What, what, would you t- what, what have you learned about business money and what, what would you like to share with um, a new or aspiring entrepreneur coming into the world? Um, so I love the tip about, um, I love, love, love the tip about putting 10% aside and having a second bank account. Um, to be honest, there's been times where I've done that and there's been times where I haven't bothered. And the times that I've done it, I've accumulated way more money than I thought and being shocked at how much is in that other account because one of the keys to doing it is that you don't check on a regular basis. You just do it and not yeah. look at it. Yeah. Um, and on the times that I haven't done it, it's really weird. There's always a reason to spend everything. <laughs> um, and, I, and I can't think about, I actually can't think why, um, you know, what, what it all went on, but, uh, but somehow the 10% was wrapped up in in the in the game. In the um, you know, when too. the government, yeah, when the government came along and put VAT up 2%, you know, we all complained for a bit and then we paid it. And that's 2% of our revenue. You know, when you, you just get used to it and you do it and, and it adds up, as the government will tell you. The only difference that I would say to the story that you told is that rather than thinking about it as future business opportunities, think about it as your wealth. And it's not designed for, here's my way, of, here's my spin on it, and both are correct but it's not designed for investing in future business opportunity. It's not designed for investing in anything that has any high risk. It's really, it's designed for you to have wealth um, and have wealth for its own sake. So if you like the idea that one day you'll have wealth and you'll be wealthy, then you're building wealth for wealth's own sake. Um, the problem with thinking about it being for future business opportunities is that you, you, know, you accumulate 20 grand in the bank account and um, along comes uh, someone with a really great pitch. And, um, <laughs> one, one of your and, clients. <laughs> yeah, with one of our clients with their wonderful award-winning pitch. Um, or along comes a harebrained idea into your own head and you sit there and go, ha-ha, well, this is the future business opportunity I've been um, waiting for. And you'd just be absolutely shocked at how fast 20 grand can, can uh, dematerialise. Mm. Um, so I would say... It's not for business opportunities. It's not for anything fun. It's not for anything risky. It's not for any rainy day. It's for not touching. It's for having wealth for wealth's sake. And you say, well, what's the point of wealth for wealth's sake? And you say, well, do you want to be wealthy? Yes. Well, then you need to accumulate wealth for wealth's sake. <laughs> and the reason that you're saying, but what's it for, is the reason that wealth won't accumulate. Because if you can't, uh, if you can't have wealth as a goal for wealth's own sake, then uh, that's actually part of the reason why it won't accumulate. 
That is really interesting. And it's actually um, added to what my mentor told me because he never actually specifically said what it was for. So I was just extrapolating that he meant it was for future opportunities. But it th- I imagine for people listening, that that phrase, accumulating wealth for wealth's sake, will be throwing up all sorts of negative emotions, thoughts and connotations. Yeah, well, I mean, it is a strange idea, isn't it? Why would I accumulate money that I'm never going to touch? And uh, you say, well, you know, it's like saying I like the idea of owning a house. Well, if you want to own a house, you've got to pay off a house and you've got to, you know, make payments on a house. That's actually what it takes. If you want to own a house, you've got to pay off a house. Well, if you want to have wealth, you've got to accumulate wealth. Um, So you can't sit there and say I'd love to be wealthy and not value the process of accumulating wealth for its own sake. Um, Now, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, by the way. Um, There's a great argument for saying that you should die with nothing and, and, you know, do a big handbrake turn into the, into the uh, gravestone and, um, and, and be out of there with nothing left because you've enjoyed life and you've sucked all the juice out. Um, I can also buy into that philosophy. And I think if that's your philosophy, if that's what works for you, fantastic. You know, some people are going to, make all these sacrifices in order to have wealth for wealth's sake and they're going to get to the end and regret doing it because they say, oh, I should have just been enjoying myself. <laughs> it's um, got to be a happy medium, surely. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think I think that's the balance. I mean, every it's not about black, some, black and white. It's about finding the balance. And um, I think the balance is to put 10% aside and there'll be a day where you'll be able to hand something over to, you know, to uh, the family or you'll be able to buy a family asset, you might hold that wealth in a family home that, the, you know, for future generations, they can use that home um, and come and go from that home. And it can be a family home that the family owns. Um, and it could be in a family trust or something like yeah. that. So, so there are many good reasons why you might do it if you strike the right balance that's right for you. Um, I personally, um, I actually prefer to live my life on the side of uh, enjoying life and having the most experiences. But I also do put a bit aside because I, I have a goal that I want to leave a few things behind as well. Yeah. It's very um, point well pertinent to me at the moment because my daughter's 18 and, and my son's 17, and I'm trying to teach them, you know, the things I've learned along the way. But, of course, you know, typical teenagers, they think they know everything. My daughter's pretty good at listening, but my son's not got to getting there yet. But if I could share one thing with anybody starting out, it would be it would be that just start accumulating a percentage of everything you earn pay yourself first and and as daniel says you know put it aside for its own sake sake because and and along with the carrying the money around with you it as you said it will challenge the way you feel about and think about money every single day won't it yeah and also the other thing too is you might accumulate two hundred thousand pounds of wealth and you might say actually that's enough wealth for me. That's that's how much I'm happy, I'm happy with, yeah. and and now I'm not going to put ten percent aside. I'm going to do other things with it. Yeah. Um. You might, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that you always, you know, always have to do that. But you want to be able to achieve a certain level of wealth and have a certain level of money behind you. Why? Well, it actually makes you feel a little bit more safe, and it makes you feel a bit more adventurous, and it makes you feel like you can, you know, uh, do what your life's purpose is for because you've got a little bit behind you. And it makes you, know? you make so better decisions, a bad thing doesn't too. it? Exactly. Yeah. You don't make decisions in the face of fear and scarcity. Yeah, it allows you to play a little bit of a longer-term game. Yeah. That's awesome, Daniel. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Nicola Cancross on the Money Gym podcast. If you'd like to find out more about the Money Gym and how we can help you become more financially intelligent, just come on over to themoneygym.com. We'll see you over there.